All right. Uh, next Shabbos is Shabbos Shira, which introduces us to the topic of song in general, and specifically as a means of connecting with the Rebbeinu Shalom. And therefore, I wanted to take a few moments this morning to reflect on the whole, uh, or some of the issues that are related to Shira and to Zimra um, in general. So the Gemara tells us in Mesechtis, uh, we'll start with the issue of um, you know, music that is produced by non-Jews, particularly perhaps for their religion, and then perhaps on secular sources, and migrate over to something that's a little bit more Nogea uh, Lomaisa, I think, for, for, for many people. So the Gemara tells us in Mesechtis Psachim with regards to instruments that belong to Hektish, kol mar vereach, or other items that belong to Hektish, kol mar vereach ein bahem mishum that if you use them for your own uh, purposes, there is no mi'ila on kol mar vireach, on um, noise, on uh, appearances, or on sight, or on aroma. Because there is no tangible means of benefit. But mi'ila hudalek But even though there is no formal mi'ila, there is uh, nonetheless a, a, a secondary, subsidiary iser that is involved. So you know, based on this precedent, with regards to hektish, um, Rabbi Yerucham takes it one step further with regards to Havayi Dezar, which is also Asr Bahana, not necessarily exactly comparable to Hektish, but somewhat similar, of course, is, is, uh, is Asr Bahana. There is no Me'ilah with regards to Havayi Dezar, but there is an Isar Hana nonetheless. So Rabbi Yerucham derives from here that Asr Lashmaya Klei Shir Shal, and it's quoted in Shulchan Aruch, Simakufman Bey Sif Tezvav, Asr Lashmaya Klei Shir Shal, Havayi Dezar, or Lestak Abinoya Havayi Dezar, Havim Kemishanen and Bere'ilah. So even though there is no Me'ilah with regards to these items, there is an Isar Hana that exists, residual Isar Hana this nonetheless, and therefore Rabbi Yerucham says when you're dealing with instruments that belong to an Avodah or you're dealing with um, perhaps art or some other um, uh, item with it, which is enjoyable to look at, um, that belongs to an Avodah even though you know, there would be no Me'ila, there is still uh, an Iser uh, nonetheless of uh, benefiting from the Avodah um, so the Beis Hillel writes over here in his commentary on the Shulchan Aruch and the Brachs in the third line that just like Rabbi Yerucham extended um, um, from Hektish to Avodah Zarah he, and, you know, with regards to instruments that were used for an Avodah Zarah so he thinks uh, um, vocals as well even though you can't speak about an Iser Hanan, a human being um, nonetheless, the curl itself even though there is no tangible curl to speak of uh, nonetheless, there is an Iser Hanan that exists with regards to listening to songs that are praising or that are used to worship an And even though you can't speak about an Isra Hano with regards to a person and his koil, nonetheless, even though it's not tangible, there is an Isra Hano that exists. And uh, to listen to songs that are praising or part of, you know, servicing uh, an Avaita would also be Asr, just like listening to sounds from their instruments. However, it's important to note here the comment of the Shach. The Shach writes that this this is only if the instrument was used in, pre- in worshiping the Avodah Zarah, because then the instrument becomes prohibited. Let's say it is not there, you know, as part of the official formal worship, but it's a religious, you know, cultural tool that is there as part of the religious, you know, existence, but it's not really a form of worship, you know, formal worship. You know, in that in that kind of uh, official sense. So then the Shach writes, well, then it's not also Bahana because it's not used to worship the Avaidazar. Perish Bali, Umas, I'm sorry, it's a little black. Shanevdu, also, is Takabendi, Royce, Noyan, about Surah Shanasu Linoi. If it's not used for formal worship, it's just there to kind of enhance the Avaidazar. It's a mood or culture, whatever it is. So then it is uh, permitted. So if it's an uh, instrument that's not used for the Avaidazar, and the Kohl itself is not, let's say, a form of worship, the song that's being sung, 
then we can't really speak about an Isar Hanoa, um, and, and it, the Shach writes that it is mutter. It is mutter in the sense that it's not an Isar Hanoa. It doesn't necessarily mean that it doesn't run afoul of another Isar that might be involved. And that is noted by the later price came from the Gemara Mesech the Shabbos. The Gemara tells him Mesech the Shabbos. So again, even if we're not talking about an instrument that was used to serve an Avedi and the song is not part of the uh, service of the Aveda, uh, of the Aveda Zara, you know, formally. There is perhaps a secondary Easter that's involved, and that's based on the Gemara Masech Shabbos, commenting on the Pasuk and Parshish Kedoshim, which says, Al-Tifnu el elilim You're not supposed to turn aside to the Aveda Zara, says the Gemara, Al-Tifnu keel midaslim. You shouldn't remove or turn away from your das, meaning you always have to focus on the Rebani Shalalim and not show any interest at all in the methods, in the, in, in the means, in the, the whole cultural, the, you know, environment of Avodah Zarah. Not necessarily in the formal worship itself, but in anything having to do with it as well is also prohibited. And the Gemara there is discussing, looking at statues of Avodah Zarah. And I don't think that that means that they were worshipped, that's the Avodah Zarah itself. It means the religious art, the religious culture that goes along with it. So the Gemara says that that's prohibited as well because of Al-Tifnu El-Haligam. And therefore the Ramam quotes this in Hilchas Avodah Zarah. They're not allowed to investigate books having to do with heresy or the means of worship or the philosophy or the mythology really of other religions, even if those religions aren't practiced anymore, by the way. You're not supposed to investigate these things because it distracts one from the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's, you know, You're supposed to focus on serving the Rebani Shalalim. So, so too, just like the Gemara says over there, to look at religious art is a violation of Altifnu Elegim, so too, to, to listen to religious music would also presumably be a, a violation of uh, Altifnu Elegim. And in fact, that's what Ramesha writes in the Tshuva over here. Ice Dawid. It's interesting, the Tshuva for myself. The Etuva was to Rabbi Parnas, who was a Rosh Hashiva in NYU, later uh, moved over and started Lander College. Um, but he uh, asked, uh, he was interested in a lot of the t- issues of Torah Mada, said a few Etuvas to Rabbi Parnas in the second volume of your day about studying religions and studying secular studies in general and about listening to um, Christian music. So uh, he asked Ramosh over here, or he's doubt about listening to music that was, you know, associated with other religions. So Ramosh writes, obviously, if it's using an instrument that is used as part of the f- formal worship of the Avaid Zara, I don't know if the organ in the church is part of the formal, I'm just not familiar enough to know if it's part of the official service of the church, I don't, or maybe it's just there well, as a secondary enhancement. It? It? it could be to enhance the mood. Yeah, it could be to enhance the mood. I don't, I don't know what it's there for. But if it's, if it's part of the Avodah Zarah itself, there might be other religions that certainly have drums, and I can imagine, you know, it's part of the official service. Or Moshe writes, if the instrument is part of the official service, of course, and that would be, you know, run afoul of the issue of benefiting from an Avodah Zarah, even though Kalmar Vareach, these are informal, you know, intangible methods of benefit, still entail a certain Easter, residual Easter nonetheless. And Moshe writes, of course, if it's the songs that are sung, with shame the other desire, even if it's not part of the formal practice, and even if there are no instruments involved, Ramesh says it's still wrong because of Al-Tifnu El-Halilim. What are you showing an interest in the ways and the culture of other religions? It certainly distracts them from servicing a Kaddish Baruch But let's say it's not because of any of that. That's what he writes over here in the third line. It's not actually worshipping the Avodah Zarah at all. They just, this is the, the carols that they sing around their holiday time. There's no Yisra Anoah to speak about. You're not allowed to think about their religious culture that goes along with all of it. Exactly. It's wrong to sit and, you know, and listen to the carolers as if there would be such a thing today. They go around you know, provoking good cheer by singing Christmas carols. That would be wrong to sit and to listen to a Christmas concert in Central Park if they would have such a thing. 
Um, but he says, What about, uh, you know, people are going around, they don't even have a mind to shame the Avodah Zara, even not to shame the service of the uh, Avodah Zara itself, but just even the religion at, at all. They have nothing to do with it. They might even be, you know, they might even be Jews or whatever. They're going around singing it because it's in the holiday spirit, but it has nothing to do with any religious overtones. Shame is coming with Avodah Zara with Zemer Baalmo. They just think it's a nice nigga. And Av Sha'im Baza Iser, says Ramosha, and Mubaloi Milim Shemeshabhim Levleim, Mikom Makom Akhoradavar. Even if they don't sing the words, or the words have nothing to do with the religion. I don't know what the, 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 the words in the, some of the Christmas carols might be more secular, but even if they are, Ramayusha says that that's still Mechur Hadover. It's certainly something that's um, distasteful. So the Nigunim of Avedezaro, anything having to do with the worship of another religion, even if it's not a formal kind of worship, it's associated with religion in a larger sense, a cultural sense. Ramayusha writes that that is something that is under all circumstances, you know, at least Mechur at Hadover might run into a problem of Altitno Elilim, or certainly, you know, if it's actually part of the worship itself, of an Iser Hano. And indeed, the Paiskim who discussed this all cite the Gemara Mesechus Chagiga, which tells us that Acher Mai, over here I say, what led Acher to leave the path of Torah and Mitzvahs? Zemer Yavni Lopasik Mipumets, because he was always singing um, Greek uh, songs. What's wrong with singing the Greek songs? So Rashi writes, well, you're not allowed to listen to music after Korban Beis HaMikdash, because part of our mourning for the loss of Beis HaMikdash is we don't listen to music in the same way. We discussed on another occasion, what's the whole heta to listen to music Pachal today, if we're, you're not allowed to listen to music after Korban Beis HaMikdash, in the larger discussion, there might be certain instances where it is wrong, and there are justifications for our practice. However, Rashi here says that what uh, Acher was doing wrong is he was uh, failing to mourn the loss of the Beis HaMikdash properly. However, the Marshal disagrees with Rashi. He says, if that would be the case, well, why does it say he was listening to Greek songs? He was listening to music. And also, what, the punishment? You know, if you listen to music and don't, form, you know, don't mourn the loss of Beis HaMikdash properly, so he left the path of Torah and Mitzvah and he became Acher? How could, it, how could it be? So therefore, the Marshal disagrees with Rashi, and he says, no, it's not talking about that he failed to mourn the Beis HaMikdash properly. Rather, he was listening to Zmiris of Minos, of heresy. The songs were songs of heresy. And even though, obviously, he didn't have in mind heresy at the beginning, the very fact that he sang these songs, it impacted upon him negatively, perhaps even in a subliminal way that he didn't realize, and ultimately it had made inroads into Sashkaf, and that led him to leave the path of Tar and Mitzvah, which fits in with the Gemara there. The, Marsha, the, the context of the Gemara supports the Marsha, because the very next line in the Gemara is, Amr Har When he's in the Beis HaMedrash, there were people poking around in his books, in his back- backpack, and he had Sifrei Minos, you know, he had whatever he had over there, yeah, whatever. So he had other books uh, in his backpack, and I said, ah, we knew, you know, everyone knows that guy in Yeshiva, he's got the books in his backpack, so it was the books in the backpack, and it was the music that led Acher you know, to the, off the path of, of Torah Mitzvah. So you see, it can have a very detrimental effect. Just listening to this music of the Avayda Zara has, you know, a larger impact than perhaps sometimes you realize, and that's, you know, the issue with uh, listening to music that's associated with Avayda Zara. Sometimes it could be a formal Yisra'na, if it's used for the worship, even if not, it's Al-Tifno Alilim, and even if, uh, you know, even if there are no religious interest components at all, it certainly, as Ramayusha writes, Mechur Hadavar, something that's distasteful, but could have a harmful impact, even if a person doesn't realize it. But what about moving away from religious music? Moving out of the territory of religious music, what about music that's just composed by non-Jews? What's the status with such music? So writes uh, the Sefer Chassidim over here, V'yizar mishi yeshel karnoim, if a person is blessed with a beautiful voice, shlo yizamer nigunim nachrim, he shouldn't be singing secular songs, ki avei rohi, it's an avei 
He was given a gift, and he should use it to channel towards serving Hakadosh Baruch like any person who's given uh, a gift. But what's the avera necessarily in singing this, um, the music composed by non-Jews? So the Reishish Chokma, who was a contemporary of the Ariya Kodesh in Tzvas in late 1500s, so the uh, Reishish Chokma writes Shehem Divrei, because presumably the songs that are composed by secular uh, by non-Jewish artists, Hem Divrei Cheshek Pet. They probably have inappropriate themes and lyrics, right, putting it nicely. So, that causes a person to be distanced from the Rebun Shalom. So, the primary, um, uh, um, um, the, you know, the troubling aspect of music composed by non-Jews is the fact that it probably has inappropriate themes and lyrics. And this is cited by the Ramah of, in all places of Hilchus Tfilah, where the Ramah writes, if you have a shliach tzibor, in discussing who's appropriate, who's right to be a shliach tzibor, so the Ramos says, if a shot says, you know, is busy with nivel pair, or he sings shirei nochem, first you have to warn him, don't do this. If he doesn't listen, then you remove him. Now the Ramah here is quoting a chuba from the riff, and the Kobo cites it from the Rif. The Rif is clearly talking about, and that's the implication from the Ramah too, is what is the person doing out of Shul? Not that he's doing this in Shul. How could it be he's saying uh, Kedusha and there's Nivopeh in the Kedusha? Maybe the Negan, right? But, but how could it be that there's Nivopeh in, in, in what he's doing in the middle of Kedusha that you should remove him from being the shots? So we're talking about what are his activities outside of Shul that would render him disqualified from serving as a Baltzvila, in Shul. So this is clearly talking about someone who's doing these things out of Shul, but he does cite that it's certainly wrong, right? The Ramah clearly says this is a, the, this is a, a problem for a person who serves as a Baltfilah if he's busy singing songs, even if he's not doing any of the activities described in the song, that have inappropriate themes and lyrics certainly is something that is distasteful and therefore wrong. It's an Avera, as the Seyf Exedim said, and that disqualifies one from being a Baltfilah. What's interesting is the Magan Avram took the uh, Shulchan Aruch um, someone in a different way, and cited over here by the Mishnah Bura, that it's not talking about what he does outside of Shul, it's rather talking about the Nigunim that he's using in Shul. And, but what he, what's interesting is he limits it not to Nivo Peh or to Shirei Nochrim, he limits it to Shirim, to Nigunim of Avedazara. So Mishnah Bura cited over here the Magan Avram wrote to and it's interesting how he derived this from the language of the Ramah because the Rift, that's not what they're talking about. But clearly, but he says, "Right, so let me be nikun shanachim and agnim bala avodas gilim shalahem ubach b'tshuva kasev the davka be nikun shemiyuchalazeh." Meaning, if he uses nigunim uh, from the carols in kedusha in kaddish, you gotta you have to remove the guy. That that you cannot do. You cannot use nigunim, you know, that are used or designated for the avodas But it's interesting that he switches. The Mogen Avram switches the kavan of the Ramah, not from what he's doing outside of shul to what he's doing in shul. Okay, but what about the secular nigunim that have? inappropriate themes and lyrics, we'll take it and we'll use that in shul for Kaddish and for Kedusha. You remove the, you know, the wrong themes and lyrics and we'll be, okay, you know, can you kosher it by, can you be Megayer the Nigin, you know, to, can, can, by using it for Kaddish and for Kedusha. So that you really don't see over here in the Ramah or in the Mishnah because the Ramah says, what is he doing outside of shul? He's saying Nivopeh and talking about inappropriate themes. And in shul, what he's talking about is using, uh, you know, taking a niggin that's outside and using it in shul, but that's really talking about a niggin that's for Avaita Zara, which itself is, you know, obviously a d- different problems too. So what about taking a niggin that's secular in the sense that it has um, objectionable co- content um, and using that, converting it to be used for a niggin in shul? So that is an old machlekes achreinim that already appears in the chida over here, Ois Tes. Some achreinim felt that that was a problematic. Al he quotes over here the Maiser 
Nishal Hamishayim Kadosh Kedusha Lachain Shirei Nachrim, based on the popular top forty list, you know, of the time. Veherich Lesar. He says, no, this is this is a problem. You're not allowed to do this. But then he quotes from other Achrayim. He said, I see people protesting this, um, you know, and that this is a problem. And he doesn't think there's any problem with it. So it's two opinions in the Birke Yosef, and it's not surprising. Lamai said it's two opinions in contemporary Paiskim. How should we passkin in this issue? It's an old issue. It goes right back to the times of the Chidah. You know, how should we, how should we, you know, come out on this issue? So Rabbi Vadi Yosef has two truths about it. One in Chavadas, one in Yavir He thinks that the custom always was to be mekel on this, to take nigunim. that might have had objectionable content, you know, in their original iteration as secular music, and to convert them to become nigunim, uh, you know, to praise the Kaddish Baruch He thinks that that's permitted. Interestingly, many other places can disagree. The Tzitz Eliezer has a tshuva where he disagrees. Again, a contemporary of Rabbi Vadi, of course, disagrees. And what's interesting is Rabbi Yaakov Hillel, who's a popular, very well-known Makubo and Rosh Yeshiva, I think he once came to the shul, if I'm not mistaken, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah we had the honor of having him. He has a long tshuva, but he has three volumes of tshuvas. He's on a few svarim, called by Yoshev Hayam, I think. A long tshuva, mamish, 25 pages about this topic, where he comes out, he thinks it's problematic. So he sent the tshuva, he, you know, he wanted a haskama, so he sent it to Rav Ozner. And so Rav Ozner has a five-line response. He says, uh, he says, you wrote enough about it. He agrees, he agrees with all of his conclusions that he thinks it's problematic. He's not, not happy with it. And it's not only in contemporary times, this is an old issue. The Divrei Chaim, the Tzanzarov, we, uh, we have some connection with that. So the Divrei Chaim over here, Ois Yud, this I thought was fascinating. When I came across this, the Divrei Chaim writes, he was asked by a community that reinstalled a choir in the shul. So he writes, mm-hmm. I thought it was funny how he uses that language, mm-hmm. and he says, we finally got rid of the choir and the influence from, you know, from the secular sources who had choirs. Why are you bringing it back to the shul? He said, I thought you people you know, were, were on, the, on, on our team. And he's, 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 he's shocked that they brought it back because it's coming from a secular influence. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, we had choir people. We had here too. Yeah, so that's really just because our island doesn't sing, which is a problem. We have to talk about that another time. So we just now leave some, some active participants to, to sing along. That's not a choir. That's, that's, that's you know, that's an island. It's always needed an island. But he's shocked how they brought it back. It's a chesidish though, to have a choir. So it's interesting. So he, the different kind that was opposed to it. And then he says, and you guys are off the rails completely. And he said, you gave You learned the, the, the songs from the theaters and the stadiums and the concerts, and you're bringing that to the shul, which is only, you know, the activities of the Paishim. Woe to you, you fools, how you allow this Pirza back into our community. Wow. That's the Divrei Chaim. However, uh, others, uh, you know, uh, Mepharshim, other, other uh, Paiskim, so other transcendent chasidus are lenient on this. As many have noted, and, you know, as Ravadya does, many of our nigunim come from secular uh, sources and marches. In the, in the Chabad community, I think there's a, they, when the Balatanya heard Napoleon's march, yeah. he, he was lived at the same time as Napoleon, and he heard Napoleon's victory march. He was so inspired by the victory march, he said, we have to start singing in Chabad circles too. So I think after Ne'ilah, I've never been in 770 for Ne'ilah, after Ne'ilah, they sing Napoleon's march. Um, before Kaddish, you know, kind of like victory, we were victorious in Din with the Rebbe and uh, 
you know, and to have confidence in what we did on Yom Kippur. So they sing the poems, march. But you don't have to go too far to know, you know, that uh, many of our nigunim, certainly chesidusha circles, which are a little bit more complex marches, uh, come from secular, come from secular sources. So Chabad, you know, the the minig was we make one in other places too. However, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe has an Asikha that, you know, of course they adopted Napoleon's march, but he doesn't think we should do so willy-nilly. You have to be careful as a person does so, because you have to be careful that people shouldn't be hearing the niggin and then hearing the words that really go with the niggin instead of hearing the Kaddish and Kedusha. Sometimes people play their favorite tunes, you know, from, uh, you know, whatever, wherever, whatever they're exposed to outside of shul, and it's my top, my, 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 my playlist from the gym, and all of a sudden now they start bringing it over here to the shul, and people are not thinking of the Kaddish and Kedusha, you know, they're all of a sudden now they're thinking about the real lyrics to the song, which is clearly problematic. That's why some shuls don't sing at all because the, I, I don't know who said it. You shouldn't sing at all because you're going to be thinking about, about the niggin. About the niggin, and that's, okay. a, that's a that's a good niggin. That's not even yeah. A, so even even Rabbi Vadia, who's lenient, writes that he thinks that it should be a time that the. I think that Rabbi Vadia already says this, and the Obavitcher Rebbe makes this point too, is that you have to, it's good to wait for a time period to elapse when no one remembers the lyrics anymore, and no one knows, like some of the marches, see the circles, we think that this see the again, we don't know. Someone has to dig it up from some archive somewhere that this was a, uh, this was a march. That's good, that's good. Huh? Had no lyrics, even so, even so. Even so, they felt it was wrong. We'll get to that in a second. Even so, they felt it was wrong. But they sing the time of Napoleon too. So the Balatanya did it, but so that's what the Bavitcher Rebbe says. If you're the Balatanya and you are Das Taira, it needs to be done together with Das Taira, and it needs to be done preferably after a period of time has passed that no one remembers the lyrics anymore. Because it cannot be in the middle of Shul that you have all of a sudden there's the next stanza after Kedusha is over and we're still, we're singing the you know it's a small world after all. You can't have that. It can't be, and that's the best of the bunch, right? So it cannot be that that's that that's, that's the case. If people are smiling and people are laughing and enjoying the something problem. It's a big Kaddish, Kedusha. It's a better time period has elapsed and better to do so with the shtickle das teira, with the shtickle kaved roish before a person just inserts, uh, you know, his favorite playlist into shul. What about, though, right, we're talking about nigunim that have problematic themes and lyrics. What about music that's composed by non-Jews? It doesn't have problematic themes and lyrics. It has no uh, lyrics at all. It's completely instrumental. So is there any issue... Uh, with that, in this same, you know, in this same discussion. So, if we're here in the Sefer Maver Yabok, if you're, you're familiar with Hilchas Avelus and Minhagim and those uh, and all, all those kinds of things, you'll know the Maver Yabok is quite a uh, 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 um, uh, a basic source. It, it comes up all the time. Many of our Minhagim come are found in Sefer Maver Yabok. Again, Makubo Talmud of the Ramami Panu, you know, that period. So he writes over here that the uh, music in general is the language of the neshama. The neshama gets used to this music, because in Shamayim, before the neshama comes down and is paired with the guf, is in Shamayim, into this area that Gemara describes himself, because Yvama is called the guf. So, uh, right, the Mashiach will come uh, when Tichle called neshama shebeguf, when this repository of neshamas in heaven is exhausted, that's when Mashiach is going to come, and every time someone is born, they pair a neshama together with uh, a guf. That's why every time you have a child, person is bringing the Mashiach because uh, he's uh, taking one more Nisham out of the Guf, which and when all the Nishamas are done or exhausted will be will be Zaych to Mashiach. So while this Guf is resi- while the Nisham is residing in this area called the Guf, it hears the Shira, it's of the Ribani Shalom that are going on in Shamayim from the Malachim, right? Kulam, Mishachim, you know, Shira, Vizimra, we're all in Shamayim, they're constantly singing to the Ribani Shalom. So the Nishama gets used to this and it becomes the language of the Nishama throughout the rest of his life that a person is able to connect, to open up the Nishama when he hears music. The same thing is found in uh, Rabbi Shalim Levi Alkabet, the author of the Chadaydi, also from Tzvas in the time of the 
Ariya Kodesh and Ramosh Kodavera. So over here in the Manas Halevi, actually, it's, 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 it's part of, he asked why was there no music of the Suda Vachashverosh. So when he's discussing that, so he comments also, Sharei Hamusikov, Anigan Dover Yarev, Wenefesh, Shiba, Sayois, and Murgos, Bishama Zeh, Biyois, Bimaram, Kanoi, Lugomish, Yesh, Yachash, Pshudam. Okay, so he says the Neshama gets used to the music in Shamayim, and that's why it opens up the Neshama uh, here too. This is based on the Gemara Mesechus Chagiga. The Gemara says Mesechus Chagiga over here, Yudal Manalaf, I think they cite it. That the Gemara says that every day there are Malachi Asharis who are created, they sing Shira to the Rebbeinu Shalom, and then they disappear. Their whole Avaidah is just to sing Shira, as we know in the Beis Hamikdash, it was constantly Shira. Shira is an important component of Avaidah Hashem in general because that's what goes on in Shemaim. It happened in the Beis Hamikdash because the Beis Hamikdash here parallels the Beis Hamikdash in Shemaim, and Shemaim the Malachim are constantly singing to the Rebbeinu Shalom. So, so too down here we sing to Hakadosh Baruch Hu when we do the Avaidah in the Beis Hamikdash. The Zayar says. That there's one chamber, there are many chambers in the in the castle of the Rebbeinu and one of them is Heichel Hanegina. So there's some svarim called Heichel Hanegina, all about singing, because the Zayar Hakadosh says over here in Tikkun Zayar that there's a, an area in Shemaim known as the Heichel Nagina where they sing constantly to the Rebbeinu Shulaylam. So even after a person is born and paired with a goof down here, uh, this, the language of the Neshama continues to be Shira, because that's what it got used to up in Shemaim. So therefore, writes the Rambam in Hilchus Yisraeli Torah over here in the Sefer Torah Sabincha. This is a Talmud from the Rashba. So the Rashba, uh, the Talmud of the Rashba writes over here always to Zion that what precipitates Nevuah is Shira. You need to have Shira as well in order to have Nevuah because that's what opens up um, the Neshama. So it says over here always to Zion Valkain. When the Neshama hears these voices, it remembers its first Kufa in Shemaim. Because it remi- it's reminded of its original inception in Shemaim, where it heard the singing to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore it opens up its Neshama. And therefore, the singing is what brings a person to Nevoah. The Ramah has the same comment over here in El Chesed, if a person cannot be Zeichel to Nevoah at, at all times, even if he's on that Madrega, he has to prepare himself properly. He has to be besimcha in the right state of mind. And one of the things that he needs is, says the Ramah, Mofichach, Ben Yenavim, Mofnehem, they first they play music to themselves. They get themselves in the proper mood and setting. And then, if there's zeichel they can have nevuah. But singing all the time nevuah because he was yeah. All the music playing correct because the music opens up the neshama and enables one to have nevuah. It's interesting, huh? All the time. What are you talking about? The Pasuk says uh, by... Uh, in a, uh, yeah, we'll keep, Yeah, the Pasuk by Elisha in Sefer Malachim. Yeah, if he wanted, he wanted to have Nevoah. It says by Shol too. It's in Sefer Shmuel, by Shol. It says twice. So I think once by Shol, once by Elisha, once in Sefer Malachim, once in Sefer Shmuel. That, uh, that when they, yeah, yeah. When they heard the Nikunim, then their hearts were opened up to have uh, to have Nebuah. What's interesting is, I thought, that's why you fall asleep if you hear music. Because the Neshama is separated from the Guf. It's the language of the Neshama. So over the Guf falls asleep. <laughs> right over here, look back. They all of a sudden don't feel the Guf anymore. That's why it's a pain reliever. Because it distracts one from the pain of the goof, because it separates the goof from the shaman. They don't remember where they are anymore. That's why some people fall asleep when they hear music. The, the goof becomes dead, and then the shaman is you know, thriving and is alive, because the two become separated. Huh? 
slow music is part of the slow music. Okay, okay, okay. So music is the language of the neshama. It opens up the neshama. Even if there are no words over here, it opens up the neshama. So this is a double-edged sword. This is a double-edged sword. In the Sefer Or HaMeyer, who was one of the Talmidim of the Magid, so two generations removed from the Baal Shem Tov, he says he heard in the name of the Baal Shem Tov, Baal Shem Tov said when he heard someone playing music, even though there were no words involved, it was like a vidur. He could all of a sudden see all the averas that a person did in his whole life. That's what the Arameya writes about the Baal Shem Tev. Meaning, because music opens up the neshama. Now, what's in the neshama? Whatever is there already. So you're going to see it's, it's, uh, it's like opening up a Pandora's box. If there's good stuff in there, the good stuff will come out. If there's bad stuff in there, so then the bad stuff will come out. So that's why over here writes the Piazetzna, the H. Kodesh. Over here, Oisir Chesin, a Savior called Hachsharas HaAvrechem. This is a follow up, a sequel to Chavis HaTalmidim. So he writes in Hachsharas HaAvrechem. Um, we see tons of chazanim who's singing and doing different things, uh, even, you know, even though they're not on a spiritually high level. How can it be? If Nagina is the key, you know, is the language of the Neshama, how can it be that these people are so ensconced in Nagina and yet they're so far from the Rebbe Shalom? So he says, All the Nagin does is open up the soul. When you open up the door to the neshama, what you do after the door is open is up to you. Nothing happens, Mimela. You know, a lot of times people are misragish from singing, but it doesn't translate into anything because singing itself is not avoida. Singing itself is opening up the neshama, and now it's up to you to put something in or not put something in, or to see what's inside. If there's darkness inside, then darkness, you know, will will come out. So he says, just like there are many people who are besimcha. Simcha is critical, right? To serving the but simcha is not avodas Hashem. Being, you know, making yourself happy is not davening and learning. If you use happiness to then put yourself in the proper mindset to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu properly, then it's productive. Then it's useful. Then it's a tool. Then it's a vehicle for avodas Hashem. If not, it could be hilulos uh, too. So it, all it is is a, is a open. It's a key to the door. What you do after the door is open is completely up to you. And what's in the door already? If darkness is there, darkness will come out. So that's why Rabbi Nachman writes over here, I see Tess, it's a very famous comment from Rabbi Nachman over here, Tyra Gimel. If you hear a nigin from a person who's a Russia, again, no objectionable, inappropriate themes and lyrics. Forget about all that. Just the nigin itself is an expression of his neshama. If you're an artist, it's your neshama you're embedding in the nigin. So he says, if you hear a nigin from another Moshe, so if you hear a nigin from another kosher, it elevates a person. You hear a nigin from a person who's not another kosher, then it could bring someone down. So therefore, writes um, Yaakov Hillel over here, Aiskaf, therefore he's opposed to hearing music which was composed by people who are not, uh, you know, who are not because it contains harmful elements. Over here, right over here on the second line. He, again, Yaakov Olel is a Makuba as well as a Rosh Hashiva. Prat shekayach siguli yesh b'musikal lo'ayra b'hashamea oisin rikshoy shenkvidat v'kamanasa shal machaber. Whatever the person embedded, the spiritual components, you know, overtones in the song, that comes out in the song. B'avivu chibur b'loy milim klal meikar. Even if there is no music, what? Russia or non-Jew? What does it mean? He says kol shechibur goy or Russia. I don't need to translate that. I'm not here. Well, I don't know. I'm not no, here no, to pass I'm, judgment on anyone. What am I? Look? No, I'm just saying. What his? What his? The guy. 
You make your own choices. Look over here. Says says the Yaakov on the second line. Look at Rabbi Yaakov Hillel says, "Culture chibur goy oirosh oirosh shmoy oisav." A culture can learn. I'm going to search a kerek apel milvinifal. So everyone knows a chufar amayisha about a certain individual, right? Who was a mafurtsim dikabal avera. Not an apikiris or anything like that, but you know, Ramosh has a chuva about someone. If you know who it's about, great. If not, I'm not here to, you know, you, you can feel, feel, find that on your own time. So, Ramosh has a chuva about a certain individual who had concerts together with boys and girls and was involved. It was talk, you know, touching and hugging and kissing all in an appropriate way, but hopefully, but uh, whatever. So, and what's the story with his nigunim that he's saying, Roshem Dveikos, Roshem, you Hashem. So Ramosh was asked about that, and Ramosh thinks that um, if, of course, uh, an apikairis writes a Sefer Torah, you're not allowed to keep the Sefer Torah because it's a Shem Hashem Yerkov, as the Pesach says in Sefer Mishra, and this is uh, viewed as an endorsement of the apikairis. So you're not allowed to keep a Sefer Torah written by an apikairis. It's a big discussion today what to do with this form of uh, disgraced Rabbonim, as everyone knows. And that this is part of that discussion. But Ramosh says the Sefer Torah is written by an apikairis, you're not allowed to keep Shem Hashem Yerkov. What about a nigun? What about a niggin? So first of all, it's not an apikari, it's a balavei rastam. So what, what about a niggin that's composed by him? So Ramayusha thinks that a sefer Torah is a dvarm shabikdusha, svarm that are written by such an individual is a dvarm shabikdusha. Maybe that could be viewed, even though it's not apikari, maybe. Ramayusha's not convinced. Maybe that could be viewed as kind of an endorsement. But if it's not, uh, but if it's not dvarm shabikdusha, it's not svarim. It's nigunim. So Ramayusha writes over here, nigunim heimin yonechol. He thinks a niggin is like a secular item. Do with it what you want. It's like a shovel. The ain't lahem shum kedusha. Has no kedusha. Even though it was meant for holiness, Efsha ain't lahachshiv shunachas shem l'rasha b'divrei kedusha. Kevin shabe etz v'nigunim shechidish be'ain bahem kedusha. It's not the same as the sefer Torah. It's not the same as svarim. He thinks the nigunim are be'etz madaver chol. But Ramayusha concludes, ach be'ehu be'ehu yeshu b'nei Torah b'alei nefesh lahachmir. I think the Tam Lesser is that Nigunim are a Dover Shabbatusha, and the things that a person embeds in the Nigunim, Ramosha was not a Makubot as far as I know, but, and he doesn't have those kinds of themes in his Chuvis. Here, it sounds like that's what he's bothered by, is that there is, of course, a, a problem here, and I think it can be seen as an endorsement of the individual itself, which I have. A, Problem with I, I never liked I never liked this individuals nigunim they don't appeal to me they are highs and lows so they're like manic nigunim it's, it's, either, it's either very high that's why you have to you have to be a you have to have a crazy voice to sing these things because you have to go very I'm opposed to it I don't like it at all and the Debertina rough says okay I, I didn't say I'm winning this fight I'm just saying I'm opposed to it it's a lost fight I agree I, I've 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 been mavadi have have you heard me bang on the clamp over here macha against anyone who sings nigunim like this I don't like them I, I'm I don't have to like them. I find the nigunim don't appeal to me because I sense the nisham of highs and lows, highs and lows. Yeah, I feel it. I feel that the nigun, all these nigunim have extreme highs. I do have a bad voice, but I can understand music a little bit. Have highs and lows. That's why people sing them often sing them poorly because you either start too high or right. They're hard to sing because they're highs and lows. That's the person. Chesidish nigunim typically have three stanzas. There's a middle because life has to settle in the middle. There's highs and lows, and you settle in the middle, and there's nuance. Life is not highs and lows. It's gray. So these nigunim, I don't like it, and I find it has become a celebration. I don't talk about it because I don't. I, I know I've lost. My wife tells me stop talking about it because you lost. But I don't like it, so I'm going to say it. I also I find it has turned into, and this is what the Debrutina Rav writes in his tshuva about this topic as well. In the Bear March, I didn't give it to you. 
disagrees with Amarish, and he says, no, it will become a celebration of the individual, and I think we have seen that in our times. It has become a celebration of the individual. It's such a shame when we have so many people to be put on a pedestal, tzaddikim, chassidim, unbelievable people that we can think about and idolize and write books about and tell stories that they, over the day, stories that they tell, and instead we tell stories about a person who we have to have tshuvas, whether or not we can hear his songs. So to me, that's unfortunate. I, 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 I'm not streaming from the hilltops because I know I've lost. I'm not into fighting or losing battles. No, no, but I'm talking as an individual to say over stories and to have seances on his yard site. Now everyone knows every yard site, but, but yeah, until yeah, yeah, yeah. now, everyone knew his yard site. The yard site of Tzadikim Yisrael, the Yogam, no one ever heard of. All of a sudden, but his yard site and his stories we say over, Kilu, he's a tzadik. It's, 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 um, it's unbelievable. The Oilam Hafak Hani Roya. Because he had a tremendous impact on God Israel. He did. Okay. Not, 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 not a I don't know how many but the, most people. So a person who violates halacha to have an impact on Kali Yisrael, I'm not here judging anyone. That's why I don't talk about it. But to me, to me, I don't think most people. Most people. Okay. To me, it's not. It's a bidi evid. I'll get to. I'll get to your point in a second. I'll get to your point in a second. To me, it's a bidi evid. But I think. Correct. I didn't know I was in a good this, but I guess I'm in a good this. But anyway, so one final thing, and I think this is an important part of the discussion. An important part of the discussion over here is what about taking Sukim and these are, you know, other things. I don't think we can complete the discussion without mentioning this issue. As the Gemara says over here, Mesech the Sanhedrin, you know, if we're going to you know, have a problem with secular music, what about Jew- Jewish music as an industry of entertainment? So Gemara says over here, Mesech the Sanhedrin, you're not allowed to take a Pesach of Shira, Shira, and make a song out of it. In fact, when you do that, Kodesh Baruch Hu, Shatayrach HaGera, Sak, where sackcloth and stand before Kaddish Baruch of Omeris Lafanov, Rebina Shalayla Maso Uni Banecha Kikino Shemnagin Boletim. They made me into a, you know, into a, into a ditty, into some sort of, you know, into some sort of form of entertainment. So it sounds like it's problematic to take any psukim. Uh, or, 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 you know, and make it into, into a song. Now, the truth of the matter is, the Gemara limits it to a Pasuk and Shira Shirim. However, the Rishonim here explain, no, no, it's a Kavachimer from Shira Shirim to other things. Shira Shirim is a Shir, and you still can't take that and make a song out of it. Kavachimer, Vayichacham Yisrael, Negadahar, should not be made into a song if you can't take Shira Shirim and make it into a song. The truth of the matter is, though, in the Sefer Margolius Hayam, that was written by Rabbi Margolius and Masech the Sanhedrin, he cites others who disagree with the Rishayim, they claim it's based on the Zayar, they know it's limited to Shir Hashirim, because Shir Hashirim is Kaddish Kadashim, is a song to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and therefore you shouldn't take that and use it as a song for anything else. But it's limited to Shir Hashirim, however, Reva Rishayim do not say that. Reva Rishayim say, no, it's Shir Hashirim, the Kalvachaymer. If you can't take Shira of Shir Hashirim and use it for other things, you can't take you know, uh, other psukim in Tanakh and use it what, for a song. What's considered mish- nibble? We'll discuss another time. It's a good question. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the Mishabura says over here, Aishav Gimel, in the name of the Likutim Ariel, he says, Therefore, it's inappropriate those who sing psukim from Tehillim at their Sudis, it's wrong to do that because you're taking a Pasuk in Tanakh and using it for other things. In Shul, he says, Ach Beis you want to sing Shiras Veshishbachas, that's fine, but outside of Shul, Tastam sings Miras based on the Psukim of Tanakh. He says, 
uh, is wrong, and even on Shabbos, all you should sing is the zmiras that are in the in the, the bencher. You should not sing or whatever whatever you know other svarim you have of zmiras, but it should not be unofficial zmiras based on sukkim and tanach and other things. That's wrong because the Torah chagera sak and says a kaddish baruch hu they've made me into 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 lyrics for songs. Sefer Chassidim therefore writes even to sing a lullaby to a child with a pasuk from Chumash is wrong because you're taking it and making it into a method you know of, of, of putting your child to sleep. That's what Sefer Chassidim says. Ramosha writes. Ramosha. Ramosha writes. This is not all pesukim in Tanakh. This is all of Torah. Torah shivichsav. Torah shabalpeh is not meant for Jewish entertainment purposes. It's meant to connect with Hakadosh Baruch So therefore, writes Ramosha. Baruchis. Torah shabalpeh ma'amarim from Chazal are also problematic. Ah, you asked me Akasha. As Yaakov, the whole Jewish music industry says Ramosha after Zevada who mefurish begemaru isiv go duali tam nochen. He says I don't know why people are making. I always say you don't bring riots from caterers. Just because you see something in a Pesach program does not mean it's right. You do not bring a riot from Jewish entertainment industry, from the Jewish media, just because they're doing something that means that it's right. They, Chazoka, they didn't ask a Shiloh. If they did, good. Oh, oh, I'll get to your point in one second. Okay, but that's where Ramesha, Ramesha leaves it off. However, however, says the Yad Ramah, says the Yad Ramah, look back at Oishchav Beis. That's only if you're making it into a song for entertainment. If it is for the purpose of Dveikos, it's to make fun, or whatever, or to enjoy yourself. A person who intends to praise the Kaddish Baruch Hu, that is permitted, and that's exactly what the Maril meant when the Maril said uh, over here in the second line of Oishchav Gimel, the Mishra Burah, for people who are used to it in Beis HaKnesses, then it is permitted because that is a form uh, of Dveiko. So that's why the Paiskim write, if you're using it for Dveiko's purposes, um, so then that is something that can be allowed. So songs that are using Psukma Tanakh or Mamar Mavchazal or Shem Dveiko's can be allowed. But you have to make sure that uh, what you're doing in the Jewish entertainment is l'shem, is l'shem dveiko. So writes over here, Rapinkus in the Sefer Sha'arim B'tvila, Inu, he says, after a kumzitz and all these things, I have never seen someone go and daven mincha with more kavana. <laughs> after a party of Jewish singing, they leave one party and they go looking for another party. Look over here, says, I, I put it over here just so, because of Yaakov. So look over here, says, Pinkus Oizchavdal, Inu Sha'achrei Erev Shira Chasidish Shemitoy Chalofim Shvile Shama Shos Rabois Shafil Echad Yechavin Dar no one leaves from a concert and goes to the base medrash to learn and with greater kavana. One second, can I finish my sentence? Just give me five, five seconds. Finish, okay? Fine. That's our pinkus. Says uh, therefore, it's the right to Salmon as well in the mountain of that you have to be careful about becoming overindulging in this music, this l'shem tveikus, because sometimes it pulls one away from limud Torah. And I think what needs to be stated is the following: it needs to be understood, and it's important to make the point. Um, ontologically. I mean, it's important to make the point just to state the categories that this, you know, songs, even if they're meant L'Shem Dveikos, which is what they really should be meant for, not L'Shem Schleik, or just to, you know, and whatever, even if it is that, it has to be understood that that's not Talmud Torah Alain. That is not Talmud Torah itself. And that's where Rabat Tzio was making the point. This is not Talmud Torah. And it has to be made that that's the point, and it should be made the point that the point of singing, you know, in an ideal fashion is L'Shem Dveikos, and therefore should lead a person after opening up the Neshama through singing, Someone from NCSY once told me, he said, do not you know, speak negatively about the kumzitzin and the singing. He has seen it change lives. It changes lives. And I don't doubt that at all. I don't question that. Opening up the neshama can have a profound effect. It should be understood and channeled and framed in the form of dveikos. But if it's just for entertainment purposes, not l'shem dveikos at all, 
So that's what Ramosha seems to be speaking out against. But I do think it's important to state, and I've, it's a shame I've never seen it anywhere in the price game, that I do think it serves an important and fills a certain void in our culture. Meaning in, our people are not living in an, a bubble. They're exposed to culture that's outside, which has music, which has media, right? Which has all these other kinds of things that are going on. If we want to be able to compete and keep people in our uh, circle, we need alternate forms of media that are to the best of our abilities kosher. Does that mean everything that goes on in them is endorsed? No. I, I, I mean, they do their best, and I think they're El and of course, they have Shilas for sure. But is, it, uh, is every aspect of the Jewish media ideal? No, of course not. But, but and I don't think they, they would agree, that's just, just, just the world that, that we live in. They have to do advertising in the way that they do advertising. It's the world that, that, we, you know, that we live in. It's part of, you know, part of reality. But, uh, you know, and, and we need that to fill a certain void in a vacuum that exists, because if we would remove that, people are not going to turn to Baba Basra. They're going to turn to, if they would, Matoiv. And I think that's what Matosio was talking about. If guys are learning Baba Basra, what are you going to a concert for? Fine. But for those people who are not learning Baba Basra, they need the Jewish media, and I think they need the Jewish music industry also. We need kosher forms of entertainment. And this is, you know, is, is, is certainly much, much better than the alternatives. But, you know, obviously in this an ideal sense, Music should be, the Torah should be taken as Tukim, you know, Hoshem Dveikos. So we should do our best to have Nigunim that are Hoshem Dveikos. The more commercialized it is, the more I find it personally, again, is only my taste. I'm entitled to have my opinion. Is I find it distasteful. I would prefer that it be a little bit more Dveikos. The singers, the entertainers, and the all Kedoshim Vatahirim, those who are a little bit more Dveikos oriented, to me, is a little bit more inspiring. I gain more out of that. But I'll be honest, you know, if, if you're in a car and you're exercising at the gym, yeah, listen to this. It's much better than, you know, all the other alternatives, uh, alternatives that are out there. But I think the idea of music is important to understand. It's a very powerful, powerful Indian, and we should use it for the, for the proper purposes. Okay.